With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, welcome into the... Just lost all of the new people who subscribed. Uh, That's Good Sports Podcast. Um right here on youtube and blue wire uh thank you guys who a bunch of you came over and subbed to this channel because i told you to which means you're obedient that's all i ask of the audience here uh so we've got some new subs here um with will keys to do our mostly weekly podcast uh we usually hit every week during the off season we kind of go every other week but right now with the draft We've got shit to talk about. Shit to talk about. Uh, uh, we're we gonna, got a big, big glazer bomb last got night. Got a glazer bomb. We got glazed. We, we got glazed. We all got glazed in the face. It's just like uh, that dude, Jammer, Jam or whatever from Parks and Rec, who every time ends the conversation with, you got jam. You got jam. We got glazed. <laughs> we're, yeah, we, he glazed us up. He, he glazed Plus us. Layer, layer of glaze on us. Um, Jake he Plummer. all this, really. He yeah. blue-balled us. And then he blue, he us. blue-balled the sports world. <laughs> um, Jake Plummer is our, our official new best friend. Really interacting with us on Twitter now. Uh, we'll talk a little yeah. bit of draft stuff since that's coming up next week. And on Patreon, we'll be posting the draft, uh, our mock draft for patrons only. Uh, we're going to do that today, and it's going to be good. And you don't want to miss it because no. we know what we're talking about. And we will have the most correct mock draft out of anyone. And yeah. I'm confident saying that a week ahead of time, even though we didn't predict any trades. No um, we really don't know very much. Um, and we're kind of just like piecing together other mock drafts. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So, I mean, you just look at other mock drafts, you pick the things that you like, and then you switch a few guys around and then you've got an original yeah. mock draft. I mean, a lot of the players we just know from our uh, from our best and worst names video. <laughs> That's how I learned ninety percent of my draft knowledge. Yeah, making wordplay jokes. Uh, I was recently putting together like a sizzle reel for my show, like to try to take it to the next level. And I realized I was looking through like recent episodes, and we have the the best player name draft stuff, which is a bunch of wordplay jokes. But then I realized, like, the last – there was, like, three or four episodes in a row where jokes were just based on people's names. I was like, fuck. I, we need to try harder. <laughs> Write some better jokes. But we then really I got don't. into – I found some decent stuff for people to ultimately reject and say we want no part of this show on a yeah, financial please, level. Please leave us alone. Please um, stop calling us. But uh, one thing I read today that is kind of relevant news is the Broncos allegedly – are aggressively trying to trade with the Cleveland Browns to get to spot number nine. My question to you is, do you think that's for wide receiver 
or offensive tackle? And which, which of those two positions do you think will, is more likely to go on a run? Because I feel I like those are two spots that I've seen people like, there's going to be six tackles taken in the first round. There's going to be 20 receivers taken in the first five picks. And I don't know what's true. Well, here's my thing. If you don't have a preference between taking a wide receiver and an offensive tackle, you can sit at 15 and then just kind of go based off of like, all right, maybe there's going to be a run on uh, like all the big three wide receivers, Judy, Lamb, Ruggs. Let's say they all go ahead of you. That means that at 15, there's a a really good offensive tackle that's going to go and fall to you. Conversely, if all the tackles go, maybe, you know, Jerry, Judy, or, or Ruggs, or whoever, you might have your, your pick right. of wide receivers. Um, but if, like, say, I think they have to have a player in mind, like a singular player. Yeah, there's got to be a guy they nine. really are in love with. Like, and the kind of guy they want to take to bed and lay with him, you know? To lay with him, to be, yeah, to share a life with. Right. And just looking at our mock draft here, um, you know, not to spoil things, but we have a couple of wide receivers – going um, a few picks ahead of the Broncos. And uh, I I think it's important, too, if you want a player and, like, you really have your heart set on a player, do not let the fucking Las Vegas Raiders take him ahead of you. And if that means giving up draft capital to say, fuck you, this is our player, and get your dirty paws off of him, (laughs) you got to do that. I don't care what it costs. Denver has the – they have the ability to move. They've got three third-rounders, uh, you know, pick 15 and uh, 49 or 46 or some shit. Um, but yeah. I, I tend to agree. I think you're going to get a good player at either the tackle or receiver position. The only way, like, all of the guys you, you really like go is if the teams we're expecting to take quarterbacks don't and are in on tackles like if all of a sudden the Miami Dolphins don't want a quarterback with that first pick or the Chargers don't want to use their first pick on a quarterback like that's how it could get shaken up or if other teams are drafting in to take their quarterbacks like that's what I think will happen I don't think they'll get to a a spot where like any of the quarterbacks fall to them you know maybe right like you know, there's a chance like Herbert. I don't think I two is not going to make the 15, and it's point. It's not relevant because they're not looking for a quarterback. Yeah, be, um, because if if one of those QB needy teams decides they can wait for their quarterback, they're going to trade with another team who wants the guy, right? Right. I mean, there might be a team that trades up to three with the Lions, yeah. considering the Lions don't have a need for um, a quarterback. That doesn't mean they. That doesn't mean it's like impossible for them to take a quarterback because I could see a scenario where that happens. The Lions are a good example because from what Matt Patricia's done, they don't have a need for good players. So they really don't want any sort of talent on that team. No. Um, So I can see them doing anything. I was Um, thinking about it and I really would like to see them uh, get rid of Matt Stafford and let him go somewhere else. Free Free Matt Stafford. That's the problem though. Is like there aren't a lot of, teams that need a quarterback right now yeah it's insane to trade for matt stafford because stafford would be an upgrade for a lot of teams but it would kind of make some of their offseason moves redundant like right say um the pant like obviously like if you compare the panthers situation 
Like, would you rather have Teddy Bridgewater or Matthew Stafford? You've obviously you would take Stafford. Right. But at this point, if you've already committed to Bridgewater, you can't go get Stafford. No, I mean, yeah. Bridgewater's got a fat contract this year. Um, so the Panthers got to take in a guy that's cheap that they can sit behind Bridgewater for a year or two. Stafford, and it's the two teams that make a lot of sense for any quarterback you want to talk about are the Chargers and the Patriots, right? So Stafford in L.A. makes a ton of sense. Stafford with the Patriots makes a ton of sense. Um, But it's like, I don't know if the Patriots or Chargers even think like they can't get a guy who can be as good as Stafford in the draft. And then you have Cam Newton still out there. You have Andy Dalton, who's a trade piece still. Um, God forbid if somebody gets desperate enough, there's Jameis Winston. Uh, like, I don't know, man. It's, it's a bizarre position where there isn't a giant need for quarterback. It's a bizarre that there's more demand. There's more, uh, God damn it. What am I trying to say? The supply is greater than the supply. Yeah. That's my supply is greater than demand. First time in NFL history for quarterback. First time. Yeah. Maybe ever. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, it's crazy. I mean, and there's still like a lot of, you know, a lot of that supply is like kind of mediocre. Right. But the type like, that teams usually latch on to. And if I had the choice between Matthew Stafford, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, I am on Stafford above all of those guys. Yeah. And it's kind of a moot point for like a team like the Bears because they're in division. But yeah, you would take like – to, con- to think that, like, you'd have Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky when you could uh, offload, like, I don't know, how much would Stafford take? Like a second rounder? Yeah, I don't know. He's got a – That's just a guess. You know, he's got a lot of money you'd have to pay him. Yeah. Um, I mean, but so a, a team getting rid of that sal- like salary might be interested in moving him. Or the, I mean, the Lions, but – Right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it's strange. So, I think – Given, like, the lack of trade partners, the Lions probably will, um, you know, stay away from one of the quarterbacks, in which case I would advise them to trade down um, because I think someone will want to jump up to take two. Uh, yeah, they could they could the bank some, some picks and really add to their team. Because, yeah. like, you know, everyone has them projected to take uh, Jeff Akuda out of Ohio State. Um, but he doesn't strike me as like, I, you know, I don't really know that much about him to be honest, but he doesn't strike me as someone that you like can't pass up on. Right. No, it's just like Burrow, he's the best corner yeah. in this draft. Burrow like, and Chase Young seem like guys like you want to stay put for. Yeah. Like it's like, uh, you know, Cam Newton and Vaughn Miller, that, that draft, even right. though, uh, Marcel Dar- uh, Darius was, in that mix too, in terms of, yeah, but three guys, one of them's going to let you down a little bit. Um, Typically. Yeah. And I, you know, it's strange too, is like everyone talks about like how like versatile and like what an elite prospect Isaiah Simmons is. And then they have like, they have them fall into like six, seven, eight. It's like, well, there's this corner from Ohio state that I guess is going to go ahead of him. It's because he plays linebacker. It's like linebacker's the running back of the defense now. We kind of okay. plays he kind of plays corner too. Yeah, well he can play all over. He plays Yeah. He's played safety, he's played corner, he's played linebacker. I'm pretty sure he was a nose tackle in 8th uh, grade, so like 
do it. Yeah, I mean, the Easy. question is like, I mean, you'd rather have someone that's really good at one position as opposed to just like pretty good at like a few positions. Kind of yeah. like, what if that's the guy the Broncos like? It's possible. Like, yeah. It's I mean, they've possible. never, Elway's never taken a linebacker in the first three or four rounds or some shit, or he's never drafted a linebacker. Like an inside linebacker? Or yeah, a... inside, inside. Okay, yeah. So I was yeah. going to say. We're not talking Chubb Paul and Miller, Miller and those guys. Bradley Chubb. They're edge guys. They're um, edge. I do want to talk about this Jay Glazer thing real quick. Yeah, Glaze bomb. I got glazed. I got glazed last night. I think America night, got glazed last night. Um, be, I mean, Nora, like, I like Jay Glazer. Like, he's one of those reporters I've never minded. You know what I mean? Like, he's on ballers. So I'm like, all right, cool. Um, and, you know, sometimes he breaks, like, a, a big piece of news. He's like, he's just never a guy I've had, like, a, a feeling about. Okay. But after what he did to me last, last night, uh, not a big Jay Glazer fan anymore. Um, basically he teased breaking news for 48 hours saying it was going to be big. It is national news. It is not funny. It's not a transaction. It's like it's a, a crazy move. Right. So had, yeah, like he pitched it as it, like, this is a big thing. Everybody oh. in the sports world needs to pay attention to. And I yesterday tooled my whole show around waiting for that to come out at 9 p.m. So I could write something and make a good episode of what I thought was going to be like really relevant sports news. And then he broke that Ram center. Brian Allen was the first NFL player to have COVID-19. He's had it for three weeks. He's about 100%. I think today he is officially 100% recovered. Um, And immediately let down all of the sports world. Like, I was pissed, and then I looked to Twitter, and I felt like my feelings got justified. Very vindicated, yeah. With the anger immediately. I was like, okay, so it's not just me being mad because I was trying to do a fucking YouTube show around this. (laughs) Yeah, um, here's the thing. We should have known this ahead of time because if you're going to, like, if you're going to sit on news for 24 hours, it's clearly not that big because, you know, the the Rappaport, Schefter – you know, the sharks in the water. Yeah. They'd get it first. And that's basically what I said last night in the episodes. Like I should have known something was up when he had this exclusive story for so long and it wasn't being reported already by somebody else. Yeah. He clearly like got a hold of Brian Allen and was like, please like don't tell anyone. Let me, let me have this. Let me. Yeah. Glaze. Kept it a secret for two and a half weeks. So what's a couple more days. And it's really not like, first of all, it's not surprising. Like, he's probably not the only NFL player that has it. No. I mean, that same day, it said like a couple of Chargers, they weren't players, but they're members in the organization. Yeah. Which is more relevant right now when you think about like guys that could have it and have to do the draft next week. Like, that impacts the team a little bit more. It does. And, you know, NBA players have had it. Uh, Sean Payton had it. Um, Exactly. It's, and don't get me wrong, like, everybody's happy Brian Allen's healthy and he got through it. He talked about how like it was pretty shitty. He was really sick. Like nobody's mad that Brian Allen had it and got healthy or anything like that. But the way Glazer like dangled that in front of people is kind of fucked up. 
But I say that when Weird. every news station right now is exploiting the the virus for views, right? Like it's yeah. mostly that he tricked a bunch of people into thinking it was going to have like a giant impact on the NFL or sports. And it was really just like, okay, well, we moving on guys to get this. Exactly. 134,000 people have died from it. We, it's, we, we get like this shit is spreading. So it's just weird. And it, it made me upset. Yeah, no, I, I think um, to echo your, your sentiments on uh, old Glazer, I I feel differently about Glazer than I do um, the oh, other like him? newsbreakers. Not that I don't like him, I just don't trust him as oh. because you know Glazer's he's got interests in like you know, he goes on ballers. He's got his like mixed martial arts thing, whatever. Guys like Rappaport and Schefter, they live only to break news, yeah, and they don't do true. anything else. They have their podcasts where they just talk about breaking news. They don't sleep. They keep their phone like with them at all times. Um, you know, they got two phones for breaking news even. And Glazer, he's too distracted with other stuff. Like, do you think Adam Schefter would ever worry about like going on a TV show? No. Cause that's, you know, you spend a day filming. That's if Schefter went on a TV show like ballers, he would leave his phone on in the middle of the scene. And if he got a text mid filming, he would interrupt the scene to pick up his phone and look at the text and then send one back. Yeah. He could, he does that shit on TV all the time. And he would do that in an HBO production. I guarantee it. He could be in a live take with the rock. Um, yes. Uh, God damn it. Rob Corddry. Corddry. And, a holographic reincarnation of Patrick Swayze that they only get two live takes to do. And he would mess that up just to tweet out relevant news that he just got. Just to, yeah, just to tweet out that like the Buccaneers and the Lions swapped six round picks. (laughs) Yeah. No, and that that was kind of like my point was like Schefter broke almost identical news and he did it like a gentleman on Twitter. Yes. You know, like. Yeah, he let us go about our day. And it's like, I get, like, when you have, like, a story like that with a guy like Brian Allen. And it's great if you've got the exclusive, like, interview and you can give people more information about it on your show. Uh, and you should be, like, tweeting that info to get people to come watch the, the bigger story. But, like, but there wasn't. I, I mean, I didn't watch it, to be fair. But it, I'm assuming he just went on TV and then... Uh, I think he talked to... Had, like, an interview with him. Oh, really? I think. After. I didn't watch it. After the first three minutes and I realized it was just that story, I uh, stopped and started working. I mean, it really was funny that, like, the moment he announced it, like, Fox flashed a graphic. Like, just like the... Kind of like the Sam Darnold out indefinitely mononucleosis. Right. Where like... Uh, <laughs> It's like Brian Allen tested positive COVID-19. Yeah. Uh, like he just uh, got drafted. Yeah. And just like had the, the graphic ready to go. First overall really pick by COVID-19, <laughs> Brian Allen. First selection of the virus draft. Yeah. It's uh, so Glazer it was a Glazer lost a lot of cred. Glazer lost cred. He did. Um, well, he's, yep, trying to, yeah. he's trying to get people to watch 
a football show that airs at 11 p.m. Eastern on FS1. I get like that's probably a tough time slot to 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 bring in views. You better then, have like, bigger news than that though if you're going to um get people to stay up for no for shit. FS goddamn one. The the thing that made me feel like good is I watched your show and I'm like the production value of this is less than my show right now. Like we're on even ground. We are even like glazers. Yeah, like they, I guess they're feeding him in live. Like his audio sounded basically to the equivalent of your audio right now. Uh, maybe even a little worse. Um, you know, it just, it's like, okay, I can, I can be better than the worst version of second-rate cable sports news, which is exactly. a step up. Step up for us, Will. This is when we strike. Right. This is when we make our move. <clears throat> you know, another thing that's going to um, – that, that gave us cred, just mm-hmm. as the national guys are losing cred, you know, the big TV guys. Right, we're gaining we gain We gain cred. Jake Plummer. Oh, that's right. Jake freaking plumber getting in our mentions uh showing us his quarantine beard on twitter tweeting us a picture of his quarantine beard that is how we that's the first step well that's uh first step was having him on right because you had an yeah Yeah. you had an instagram post of Mm -hmm. best was it just best all-time beards what was it just call just great beards in history yeah great beards of history and it was really funny was, because there's a bunch of, you know, famous yeah, people yeah. with beards, and then there's John Travolta in there. <laughs> John Travolta, um, clean-shaven. Yeah, clean-shaven John Travolta. Uh, I noticed some people did not understand that joke on Twitter. Um, okay, it's a little Easter egg for, you know, you know the celebrity. But the rumor yeah, is John Travolta is uh, very gay. Gay man. And his, his wife is his beard. So uh, that's that's the joke. A little, little joke for everyone. Yeah, like I had um, uh, Robert Redford and Jeremiah Johnson. He's got that beard. Uh, Will Ferrell as Ted Kaczynski. Um, James Harden, Christoph Waltz, and Django Unchained. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Moses, of course, um, with the tablets on the mount. Uh, Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption Two, <laughs> and and then of course me. And then um, I updated it because I realized that I, I missed two of the great beards in history that just so happened uh, to, you know, to be present right now. You, of course, your beard. And Mr. Plummer. For, for decades. And, of course, Jake Plummer in 2005, right. one of the great beards in sports. Um, and he got a hold of it, of course. Uh, and um, sent his current beard, a picture of his current beard, which seems like it's grown in the weeks yeah. since we've it, talked to him. Which is it, it added some length since we talked to him last week. Yeah, it was intimidating because I barely even remember that he had one when we. It talked. was like it was like a it's like a it was like a little more than shadow. Yeah, it's it was coming in. It's grown fast, but we shouldn't you know shouldn't expect anything different. No, it's Jake Plummer. It's Jake Plummer. Yeah. Jake Plummer. We have the head start. Give it, give it a week, and he will have passed both of us. Yeah. Well, I just shaved several inches off my beard, like 
a week Bad and a half move. ago. Bad move. It was, uh, I don't know. It was just like, I guess, just getting bored, you know? And I, I got all this gray hair in there. Yeah, it's distinguishing, though. It's very distinguishing. It, you know, my beard grows in red, which is yeah. frustrating because it doesn't match the hair on my head, which is not red. And if you say that it's red, I'll come to your house and I'll find it. <laughs> I get red in my beard, too. Um, so That's kind of weird. Just what it is. It is what it is. Uh, anything else before we go? Uh, I think... As a heads up, we will do a, a podcast maybe Wednesday next week, so a day early. Uh, yes. You know, before the draft. Ahead of the draft. Anything, shit might happen before then. So we'll jump back on here on Wednesday instead of Thursday. Uh, oh, yeah. Should we plug um, kind of our plans for the draft? Sure. Um, yeah, so I guess we're going to uh, hop on uh, during the broadcast and kind of live stream it. We're going to do a live draft stream. Yes. So we're going to live stream what is effectively a live stream. Yep. So the draft will be happening. It'll mm. probably look like this. So we figure we might as well jump in that ring. Why don't we just add a couple more tiles. And talk the- about the picks as they come in. Um, looks like, like the Brady Bunch. Yeah. So that'll be on the main YouTube channel. That's Good Sports. We'll be live. Uh, so plan on jumping in on that yes if you want to watch the draft and you don't trust people like nfl networks daniel jeremiah espn's todd mcshay mel kuyper uh and you you've placed your trust in us a couple of real draft nicks uh then i would encourage you to sure put that on your tv yeah hit the mute button and then turn us all the way up I think that's a smart move. Uh, we will try to be prepared and unprofessional, but prepared unprofessional. Prepared. Uh, prepared to be unprofessional. Yeah, it should be fun. Oh, yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. Also, I think like uh, yesterday that Jay Glazer stuff brought in a bunch of fake Odell Beckham trade rumors. And uh, Odell to the Vikings, uh, which... I think today it's kind of being exposed as that is not going to happen. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I've seen a couple people say that is the Vikings or the Browns have said it's completely false. Again, it could be a smokescreen of a smokescreen. Uh, even if like, I feel like if that trade was going to happen, it's going to happen on draft day. But I don't think the Browns are going to move him. Um the, the ties are there since Stefanski came over from Minnesota, but uh, I don't know. It feels like the Browns with the new coach should take advantage of a player like Odell, at least for this season. Yeah, might as well give it a shot. I mean, they give a first rounder for him. Yeah. So, Kevin Zeitler. Uh, yeah. Because they didn't need a, a offensive line help. Right. That's mm-hmm. what I mean. If the Browns don't go all in on offensive line, you got to respect them for just like, uh, like, bit like when you're building a house. Just like, essentially, what the Browns did with Odell Beckham, you know, trading uh, <laughs> players like Jabril Peppers and Kevin Zeitler. It, it's like just like cutting, you know, turning off like water and electricity, so you can, um, so you can buy a new like seventy-five inch TV. Yeah, it's like. Uh, 
Uh, one is essential, one is not. And without these things, right. there's no point in having, you know, the, the new toy, which is what we found out last year. Yeah. Well, if the Browns do trade with the Broncos, you know, they'll sit at 15 and they can probably grab a nice offensive line piece there. Uh, yes, they can. So we'll see. Uh, and then we'll be back Wednesday with some more draft happenings as they happens. Yep. Stay safe, folks. Stay healthy. Good night and good luck. Good luck.